This is Breakfast Bites with Churro and Lucy. Um, what are we doing? We are doing our monthly book club. We're doing a monthly book club. What's what's today's book? We're, we're going to be reading. Well, we already read the books. What we're going to mm-hmm. be doing is talk, talking to each other about the books that we read and giving all the details. I have a list here of stuff if you ran out of, if you didn't have your notes or something. We have a note okay. right here. So just, just tell me and I'll tell you. Because I only okay. did the first five. But anyways, you go first. What book did you do? So I did Stranger in a Strange Land, um, which is an older book. Um, it actually, I feel like it has not gotten as much recognition as it should. It was actually um, recommended to me by one of my friends because she says this is like a, sort of the the father of a lot of sci-fi books. Mm. So, yeah. What about you? Choose um, a classic uh, literature novel <laughs> called Spy Family by Tatsuya Endo. Yes. What's it about? Wait a minute. Did you say what yours was about? No. Or did you just say what it was? <laughs> I just said what it was. You're really trying to trick me. All right, I'll tell <laughs> you, but then you have to tell me. We just okay. give like the general outline and then oh wait i forget that books give you the outline i'm just gonna read what it says on the back <laughs> <laughs> wow hey that works, right? yeah 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 all right here's what here's what they said master spy twilight is unparalleled when it comes to going undercover on dangerous missions for the betterment of the world but when he receives the ultimate assignment to get married and have a kid, he may finally be in over his head. Not one to depend on others, Twilight has his work cut out for him, procuring both a wife and a child for his mission to infiltrate an elite private school. What he doesn't know is that the wife he's chosen is an assassin and the child he's adopted is a telepath. <laughs> Whoa. Oh yeah, this is a manga, by the way. It's an, ongoing, it's an ongoing series. It's it's oh. updates on Sundays, if you will. But Whoa. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yes. All right, your turn. Okay, so the the book is actually in sort of like five parts, but the main overall theme is that um, at one point humans sent an expedition to Mars with like. A bunch of like handpicked scientists um and then they essentially like get stuck there um and they're never heard from again and then like 25 years later earth is like hey we should probably you know go check on those people so they send a new mission and they find a kid the last surviving member of that original crew so it was a kid from two of the scientists and this kid is named Valentine. I either read it as Valentine or Valentine, Michael Smith. Um, and so he is the first like Earth Martian because it turns out that there are actually Martians. So they bring this human being that was born and raised by Martians back to Earth. And it's sort of his like I wouldn't say coming of age because he's already like 
older. He's already like, uh, I want to say he's in his 20s. And um, it's really cool because it goes through like, like one of the big plot points is that because of some like weird law that there was, um, because he was the only earthling on Mars, technically he like owns Mars. So even though he like doesn't know human culture at all, he's kind of like the most wealthy slash um, powerful political figure on all of Earth because he owns Mars. Um, and it goes from sort of being like a sci-fi, like, ooh, we're talking about like Martians to him being stuck in this hospital where they're like trying to essentially like keep him captive. And then you meet some other characters like Jillian and um, she and a guy Ben sort of try to like save him from this place. And so part two is sort of like them in the hospital. And then part three is they're all getting to know each other. And then you find out that Mike actually has like superpowers essentially. So it's like mostly like telekinetic. Um, and then after that, the next like sort of plot point is they're in hiding and trying to like just sort of the main character and Jillian are um, essentially using Mike's powers in like a circus. But then because he has no showmanship, he gets like fired. But then they're also they end up like looking into these people called the Fosterites, which is like a cult. And Mike is in a room with the cult leader and then he makes the leader like disappear. And then it's just like about them finding out more about Martian life and um, Mike Valentine being very like, I, it's, it's hard to explain because I don't want to give away all of it, but it's essentially a Martian on earth and Martians like live a different way of life where they're like really in tune with their bodies that earthlings don't. And um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of about him. Um, yeah. I don't want to say anymore cause I don't want to ruin it, but essentially it's, it's a, it's a Martian on earth and yeah. <laughs> Your explanation was kind of way longer than mine was. It was. Um, but to be fair, I read mine off the book. I have a couple of questions for you before you get into yeah. it. I should have read mine off the book. <laughs> no, it's good for time. Um, would you go to Mars? Um, it depends. So for one, I've looked it up and I think you have to be it's either 5'2 or 5'4, so I'm too short, and they don't make spacesuits small enough for me. Um, also, it, it would be a question like, is it a one-way ticket, or is it coming back home? I think I would, I don't know, because part of me wants to say, like, I'd want to visit it because it'd be cool, but the, like, environmental part of me is, like, what kind of toxins and pollutants and debris are we going to put into just, like, the solar system around us if we start having like shuttles to and from Mars, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so if it was very sustainable or I somehow am all alone on earth and everyone I know has gone away, then yes, I would go to Mars if I was lonely. <laughs> what about you? Um, I mean, yeah, I always thought it'd be cool to die in space. Not that I'm trying to die on purpose, but it's just like, I don't know. It's like being out there. I feel like it would give it some significance. But yeah, I would love to be a space cowboy. When you say that you would like want to die in space, do you mean like 
you're on Mars or like you get your tether gets you're like on a on the International Space Station and your tether gets flown loose and so you're just kind of like floating in space, you know? Any of it really. Just okay. not at not in Earth. Like let's say even if I was to like be the test pilot of like a new type of ship mm-hmm. and they're just like all you have to do is this just press buttons and I'm like okay I'm pressing buttons and then I blow up you know outside of the stratosphere or whatever mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that okay yeah. I have a question for you then all right do you think you'd want to be a spy like do you like the idea of being a spy uh personally mm-hmm. I would say no but I feel like I'd be very good at it like I feel like I'm I'm one of those nondescript people that just kind of blends into the background which is both a good thing and a bad thing. But for the most part, it's been a good thing for me. You know, I've, okay. I've used that to my advantage, if you will. Okay. If you were, if you ended up having to become a spy for whatever reason, do you think it would be, like, what kind of work do you think you'd be doing? Assassination. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. Um, Here I am thinking, like, undercover work, and you're like, no, nah, I'd kill people. <laughs> I mean, eventually... Eventually, that's all what it comes down to. Because like, if things don't go your way, that's that's pretty much the easiest thing you can do, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to come off as like evil or anything, but it just it just <laughs> seems to get the job done. Whenever you you watch like a spy movie or something, mm-hmm. usually it's like whenever you can't like talk your way out of things, it's just like pow, you know. Wait, you're getting into my stuff. I still have questions for you. Okay, okay. Write down your questions because I want to hear what you say. Okay. Um, I just figured it could be like a back and forth. You want it to be a you ask me and then I ask you later? Yes, but I also already wrote down the questions and I kind of want to know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, your story kind of reminds me of Brave New World. Did you ever read that? I haven't, but I've heard that I should. Um, I've heard that it'd be like right up my alley. I thought it was boring. Really? I don't I don't think I don't think she'll she'll listen to this, but my my um what's it called? Junior year English teacher mm-hmm. had made us read it and I read up to like chapter five and the rest I would <laughs> I would just like look at like composite other people's notes and just be like, All right, this is the main idea. You <laughs> know, I just kinda like blend them all together. But I got away with it. But yeah, I thought it was boring. <laughs> so then um in that in that book there's a, apparently a character named john the savage who is just okay. like a kid born outside of like um well, i guess this is spoilers for you yeah whatever uh <laughs> this kid's born outside of civilization and they bring him in because like oh like the novelty of it and then he's just like he has like the basic concepts of like um i guess etiquette or whatever mm-hmm. Kind of how like we would act or whatever, and everyone in that society is like, oh, like everyone has sex, everyone does drugs. But anyways, yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Where there's okay. like this this outsider, quote unquote, who's like still assimilated almost into this new society, comparative of like what he's used to. Yeah, that's what that reminded me of. I think that's really interesting because, so you know what. We're we're having a book club. I'm gonna I'm gonna do spoilers. So people listening, I'm sorry. But so essentially what happens in this book, and I think it's super cool, is Mike sort of starts 
as soon as he sort of accepts that he is on Earth now and, like, acclimates himself to, like, Earth atmosphere, weather, and, like, just general sort of social things. Wait, who's Mike? Sorry, um, Valentin Michael Smith yeah, is his name, so sometimes they call him Mike. Um, right. So Mike is... Um, he, like, starts to learn more and more about his own powers as, like, a Martian. And so not only can he start, like, using, like, telepathy to move things and essentially, like, making things disappear, but throughout the story, the people around him, like Jillian and Ben that I've mentioned, and then there's also a guy, Jubal, who we learn about a little later on, these people start to, if they really focus and concentrate, Mike can essentially teach them how to do this. So by the end of the book, it goes from like, you sort of expecting it to just be like a, oh, a guy learning how to be an earthling to at the end of the book, he literally has a cult, like a sex cult with all the people and they live in this one area and they like all learn how to use Martian capabilities and they start like transcribing Martian language so then they can all speak Martian. And so by the end of it, they have this like hive mind brain connection um, and it's super cool. And so I'm wondering, so in Brave New World, are you saying that the society is already sort of the, like, sex, drugs, and then this kid comes in having come from, like, civil society? Or is it where he comes from a, like, sex, drugs world and goes into civil society? See, it's not so much civil because he's, like, living outside, like, in the mountains. It's just that he was raised a certain way. Oh, Outside okay. of, like, what's regular in society. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's like if I were to like go into the mountains and find some kid and then I raise them, but I myself wasn't a part of that society. Oh, okay. That's a bad way to explain it. But yeah, then the whole thing with the the Martian superpowers actually reminded me of something else mm-hmm. in uh, the series Mobile Suit Gundam in the Universal Century, which is the main timeline. Mm-hmm. The whole thing about the whole war started off with like humans and humans on Earth and then Martians, people in the Mars colonies. Mm-hmm. Eventually, people in the Mars colonies were like, oh, we've been up here in space. We are different people. You know, mm-hmm. we've evolved, quote unquote. You know, mm-hmm. and then it turns out that they're right. That's the spoilers for the series, but um, whatever. <laughs> spoilers everywhere. There's spoilers for everything. I'm talking. Yeah, about I want to just um, if we have a monthly book club, assume you're going to get spoiled on a lot of things. Is a disclaimer we should have on the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we should probably should have said. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to say. It's live. Me either. Me either. <laughs> it's live anyway. But yeah, um, the people in Mars start a rebellion because of that and because of taxation without representation. Okay. All that good jazz, you know, the usual rebellion stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it it comes out to be when people actually move out into space, they start developing these psychic abilities. And that's what that reminded me of. Oh, that's cool. Because so, and I don't know if it's one of those things where like, I just missed it when I was reading the book. But from what I understand, the Martians are actually just like, they are aliens. Like they are Martians. It's not like humans who went to mars i believe that it was just like actual alien beings on mars and then earth went to explore and then you know those scientists happened to probably stumble upon the martians and that's how mike sort of was raised by them 
Mm-hmm. Um, and what I think is really interesting, and I am not going to do justice just how cool it is to hear about the Martians and their like powers, but it's essentially like they they believe in I don't know how to say this. So if you die, you're like, owe your body to the rest of everyone. So death isn't like this terrible thing. It's actually very good. It's sort of a way to like feed those around you, if you get what I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, And so their society, like, it seems very like Zen, Buddhist, very one with the self, like, they can use telekinesis because they've learned how to like, you know, use their minds to do things. But then at the same time, things that we think are uncivil, like death and cannibalism are like big in their society. Yeah. So, so it's, it's really cool sort of the juxtaposition of like, like earthlings love war. And there's a quote that Mike says that's something along the lines of like, you know, Earthlings just love to be unhappy and make themselves unhappy um, versus the Martians are all about like being happy and, you know, living the life you want to live and not really caring what people think. But then that also leads to eating people when they die, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's a cool um, sort of thing that came out of it was like, what is, you know, civility really mean? Like, what can we really say is right or wrong if we've never experienced it? So. Well, yeah, I think that's a very common theme in uh, science fiction is like whenever there's contact with like a different sort of uh, existence or a different society, it's like, how can we like, what's the reasoning behind us trying to project our morality onto mm-hmm. someone who like has different experiences from us? Yeah, that that can even like work into like us and like societies that are quote unquote uncivil nowadays. Because there's those that exist nowadays, too. Yeah. Like, there was that story about the guy who, like, went to some remote island and the officials were like, don't go there because they will kill you. And he was like, nah, I'm going to spread my religion. And they killed him. <laughs> and then nobody felt bad because it's like, well, what, are you, what were you expecting, you know? Yeah. Like, I I'm religious that... and all that, but I, I thought that was dumb of him. He deserves <laughs> it. I think it's dumb, too. I but think yeah, that it's... There's layers to that. It's colonialism and all that stuff in the exactly. modern age. So, and just yeah. like us trying to earthify everything. Like m- one of the things I just keep thinking about is as someone who's studied science before, I'm fully aware that the first aliens we're going to find are probably going to be like bacteria in a little tiny crater on Mars, right? It's not yeah. like we're going to find humanoid like creatures that we can communicate with and just the the thought that we're going to find alien life and I guess it wouldn't be I don't know that we would find alien life and then some people would be disappointed just kind of hurts my heart (laughs) it's like we did all this work to find it and you're like "Mm, I'm a little disappointed (laughs) like yeah the expectations definitely been built up mm mm-hmm um, low key, I think I might be disappointed. But at the same time, like, what would I do with this information? Yeah. What would humans do with the information? I think that's another big issue with the whole alien thing. Like, y'all can't even handle other people. I know. 
<laughs> we literally have wars with other human beings. <laughs> like, we hate people because they're from a different part of the same planet we're on. Like, what's what's up with that? Just because of where they live or whatever. Um, yeah. But, yeah. This is a really cool book. 100% I would recommend it to anyone who's into sci-fi and wants to just have a, a book that I think spans a lot of different sort of science fiction genres. So, How old is this book? I think it's from the 60s, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So let's see. It is 1961. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Robert A. And then... Heinlein or Heinlein, Heinlein is the author, but Ooh. yeah. What is it called again? Stranger in a Strange Land. Ooh, okay. Yeah. What else you got for me? Um, I, I mean, you can keep going if you want. I've got questions for you as well. All right, you ask me your stuff. Man. Okay, so you're saying that this guy was just didn't know a big chunk about the person that he married and adopted. Like, tell me a little bit more about how that, like, right, how me, he figured that out. Actual, let me give you an actual um, synopsis. Okay. All right. So imagine the Cold War, right? Imagine there's an East and West, mm-hmm. right? And there's this spy working for, what was the quote-unquote good side, the West, right? <laughs> I don't know. Please don't ask me questions about history. Anyways, so yeah, imagine it's like allies versus Axis, right? Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there's this guy working on the good side, right? And he's a spy, <laughs> and, you know, he's like a master of disguise. That's like his specialty is just disguises. And, you know, he's doing his thing, and... He's on the east side when they're like, oh, you know, war could break out any minute. The prime minister is like agitating stuff and all that stuff. And um, since you're like the best guy we have out here, like we're going to need you to um, basically talk to him and either get his plans or like talk, try to talk him out of it or like, you know, you know. Okay. You know. So I think I just Googled it. I think the West side was the good side. The East side is the one people wanted to escape from. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you if you have access to the Google. I do. I just go, did. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's give let's give you his name. So look up. That way you can visualize. You can see what they look like. Okay. Um. So remember the series is called Spy Family. Mm-hmm. The character is either Twilight or Lloyd. That's his code name whenever he's like in family mode. Wait, so his name is really Twilight or his name is really Lloyd? His real name, quote unquote, is the code name. Because, you know, he's a spy. He doesn't have a name. Mm. So his oh. real name is Twilight. But as a, in his cover, in this, this particular cover, is a Lloyd Forger. So mm-hmm. it's the Forger family. So then look it up so you can see what he looks like. Okay, I see it. I see that, it. That, come, that comes into play later on. So, yeah, they're they're like, this guy is very reclusive. You know, he only ever comes out in like his party meetings and then his children's school related stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like there's no way there's no way he can like just start 
going to the party related stuff because he's an outsider. So the only other way you can make contact is to have his child, quote unquote, enroll in the school and like becomes friends with his children, with the other guys. Oh, gotcha. So the first thing he has to do is adopt a kid. So then he goes to an orphanage and then he's like, I need someone who's not that dumb. (laughs) And And then there's a little girl there with pink hair. Her name's Anya. And she can read minds. Mm. So, like, she knows his intentions and all that. So then she's trying to show up, like, you know, how smart she is. But basically, she's just reading his mind. You know, that way she gets adopted. Mm -hmm. So then he's like, all right, she's smart enough. And he adopts her. He doesn't really care about her, like, one way or the other. Mm. And he adopts her, right? Mm-hmm. And like she knows all about his background and all that stuff, she can read his mind, but she she just wants a family, right? And, yeah. and he's doing all that stuff. What else should I say? What's so? When does he get married? Um, she gets kidnapped, and he brings her back, and then he's like, "I feel like it might look weird for me to just live by myself." You know, people will start gossiping, and then the gossiping leads to the secret police. You know, people mm-hmm. gossip about somebody and then they get investigated. So he's like, oh, now I got to make an even deeper cover, you know? Mm-hmm. So then he asks one of his informants in the city, like, hey, where are the single ladies at? <laughs> and yeah, he like starts getting ready for dates. And then he finds this one, one lady while he's getting like tailored suits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually looking at the book right now, just just so I know, just so I. Oh, first they introduce her character, and she's like also single and all that, and then she doesn't want to make her brother worry and all that. And then um, they're like, "By the way, she's an assassin." And then they show her like killing people. Um, where was I? So yeah, yeah she's trying. <laughs> she's trying to get married just so like her brother will get off her back, and then everybody's gossiping around her too, and like that so then they find her and then he's like hey would you want to pretend to be my wife Hmm. blah 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 and then yeah okay yeah didn't she have superpower didn't she have a power of some sort no she's just oh yeah she's like I mean she's athletic I guess I thought you said that he married someone that had blank and then adopted a kid that was psychic no, she's just she's just an assassin. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe yeah, it was just the fact that she is an assassin. Okay. Is that a is that a skill? Uh, yeah, I I think so. All right. Yeah, there we go. So yeah, you can look it up. You can see what the characters look like, so you have an idea of what's going on there. Yeah, I see them. They're very cute. I like it. Um. So, in in terms of the information that I want to give out. Mm-hmm. I have a list here of questions that were posted in our planning thing. Yes, I have that as well. I'm going to read them out to you. The first one is, what did you like best about this book? What I liked best is that it, I think it took a lot of different turns that I wasn't expecting at all, but I was always very satisfied with them. Like, I had no idea what was going to happen going into the book, which is kind of like how I like to consume media. 
And then by the end of it, I was like, wow, that was pretty profound. So I liked the, the, the changes and twists. Do you want me to ask you the questions back? Or do you want to go through all of them for me and then all of them for you? No, I'll just answer them at the same time, I guess. Okay. Um, what I wrote down was it's a comedy slash slice of life slash action series. Mm-hmm. So there's a good amount of variety going on in the story. You know, it's not always just one thing, which is good for me. Yeah. So I like that kind of variety. All right. Number two. <laughs> what did you least like about this book? Ah, I was worried you were going to ask this one. (laughs) I was trying to come up with something. I really was. And I'm not being like, this book was perfect. But like, on the surface level, I thought it was very interesting. Um, I think like, just because it was written in the 60s at first, it felt like it was going to be very sort of like, heteronormative. Um, But then towards the end of the book, it's not at all. So I was I was pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah, I mean, I will, um, the ending is, again, not what I was expecting. But once it happened, I was kind of like, okay, I guess. So maybe the ending was not as satisfying as I want it to be. But I don't think that that, like for some books, it's like, oh, the, the ending's bad, don't read it. But I'm like, the ending is eh but they like make up for it because there's like an epilogue kind of thing after the like big climactic part. But yeah. What about you? What do you like least about your book? Um, two things. Okay. In terms of the volume itself, this is volume one. Okay. Um, I think there's four so far. Uh, as a part of a series, it's all, it always going to volumes always end in like some kind of cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. So let's say you were only exposed to one specific volume and you never saw it again in the rest of your life. It's not a very good experience because obviously it's an incomplete work. Mm-hmm. And then that's the other that's the other bad part of like the series itself is just that it's in progress. You know? I usually yeah. like reading stuff whenever it's completed or whenever there's like a good chunk for me to consume. How did you find this series then? Like what made you start reading it if you knew it wasn't complete? Well, it's on the app. Oh. I have a subscription to it. To gotcha. the Shonen Jump. It's like $2 a month. <laughs> but yeah, it was just a new series. And I think I had finished reading something else at the time. So it was like, why not? Why not give it a try? Yeah. Um, Number three. Mm-hmm. Well, number three. What other books did this remind you of? Yeah, I think it's cool that you kind of answered it for me for the books that you thought of. But like for me, um, a couple more is I I just really love dystopian type novels. So there are definitely sort of parts of it that feel a little bit like 1984 and like Big Brother is watching, especially when um, Mike is like in the hospital and they're trying to essentially break him out and like the sort of into the first beginning of the second part. Um. But then there's also a part during the middle where you meet the character Jubal and they're like staying at his house that it actually is very like, um, like philosophical. And so I haven't read a lot of philosophy books on my own um, that I can like quote from, but I feel like it just sort of felt like you were reading sort of a, a, 
a, a book about philosophy in a way that was presented as a story and actually interesting. Um, and then when we were talking more about like um, Martians and you were talking about like Gundam and all of that, I was thinking that it also kind of reminded me of like the feeling you get. Have you ever read Ender's Game? No, but I have a, a small inkling of the plot. So essentially what happens is like there's this one kid and he seems pretty average and then he gets thrown into this society of like kids that are in space learning how to become fighters and I don't know how to describe how it actually relates in words other than like just the feeling you get from it but what essentially happens is this kid is like just gets really good at this video game that they're allowed to play and like has this mindset of like sort of breaking the code of what is normally there. And so, you know, most people just do this sort of like similar simulation all the time. But when he goes in and he plays, he like has this different mindset and like thinks about it and sort of a like, well, why do we have to listen to what they say? I feel like the, the way to get further is to do exactly the opposite. And then he does. And by the end of the book, again, spoiler alert, everyone, the, there's like this big war going on and him and his like team that he's created of like just other kids are in what they're thinking is the simulator for their like final project. And it turns out that the simulator that they were in that time was them actually defeating like a big horde army from the like other civilization that they were fighting. And so like they essentially like tricked the kids into thinking they were just a part of this game and it turns out that they just actually defeated them and so i don't know it's sort of that mindset of like if you tell someone they're doing something like um like you could be doing more than you think you're actually doing if that makes sense yeah yeah but so that was another book um what about yours any other books that you've read or mangas no not really I think that's the first time I've tried to, I've kind of seen like a, I don't know, what's, what's the story about people like faking a family? I feel like that's a very common thing in like white people comedy. <laughs> yeah. No, there Friday. was. No, that's not a family switch. Oh, there was, um, have you, yeah, there's a, oh, what's the TV show called? It's going to really bug me. I used to watch it on HBO, Amazon. There's a show on Amazon, and it's essentially about this guy who pretends that he is another guy who got out of jail. And he, they're, like, estranged. He is estranged from his family. And you find out during the show that this guy is pretending to be his cellmate. But because the cellmate was estranged from his family, the family had no idea what he looked like. But because of all the stories from the cellmate, he pretends to be this dude. And it's just like, he essentially fakes a family, but he's the only one that really knows that he's lying. So it's not an exact connection, but that's kind of what I thought of, of like, you know, doing something so that you can better yourself by pretending to be someone that you're not. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't think I I don't think I've ever seen anything that can compare. Um, I mean there's there's definitely like 
I could see like the author just like getting material from like other places and just picking and choosing and just combining into one thing. Because I mean, the child psychic thing that's already been done. You've seen that, yeah. right? <laughs> I guess another thing, and I don't know why it reminded me of this, but um, Death Note and just sort of like that relationship and like Light having his code name and he's doing stuff when he. Like, he's, you know, doing this death note and killing all these people, but no one knows that it's him. And so he's almost like a spy doing all these things, but then he has his normal life where he's just, you know, a kid living in his mom's house. Um, So maybe that's a, you know, I don't know. (laughs) I'm really stretching here. Sorry. Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. I didn't want to be the one to say that. (laughs) Whoops. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about the sound effects. <laughs> I might bring them back. Uh, what question we're on for? We're not yeah. going to do all of these. No, it's, this is I'm a lot. We're going to do, you... do up to the ones where, where I finished. I got up to five, and then I stopped. Okay. What, what were you going to say? Um, I think that was it. I was just commenting on the uh, the sound effects. All right. Let me look for more. Um, number four. Which, which characters in the book did you like the best? Which characters did you like the least? If you were making a movie of this book, who would you cast? I really like this question. Me too. And I'm going to go first. Okay. Make sure you write down your answers. I don't want you to forget. So you have a general idea of what the family looks like, right? You, did you look it up? Yes. Everyone else look it up now spy family and then there's just the main three characters there's lloyd quote unquote which is the dad which is the spy there's anya who's the psychic and then there's yor which is the wife right mm-hmm. all right um i'm still looking at the sound effects but yeah <laughs> uh i think i like all the main characters equally just because they're like very different they all do their own thing you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Um, there's no one I particularly dislike just because the series hasn't had like a main villain or whatever it's always just like oh this guy's in my way let me kill him mm-hmm. something like that but um, let's see for the actors for the actors in the movie I was actually looking at this with the producer I had a couple ideas mm-hmm. um, I wanted someone at first I wanted someone younger but then I remembered he's like I think he's like in his late 20s or something, but I didn't know any young actors, so I'm just going to make him older, because why not? Okay. okay. So the first uh, the first um, person would be Mads Mikkelsen. Do you know that guy? I am looking him up. Did you watch Hannibal? <laughs> no. <Okay. gasps> oh my god, are you kidding me? This is exactly who I was picturing. I just did not know how to describe him. Yeah, that's him. Well, yes, this is a guy. Just from the pictures that I see of the main character, this is sort of the f- the facial features I was... Whoa, yes. What do you think about that casting? I mean, you're right about him being older, but, like, if we could just pretend time didn't exist and he could be younger, I think it'd be If we could, if we could go back, like, <laughs> 15 years, maybe it would have been good. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're not done yet. The second one is Joel Kinnaman, 
who was the main character in the first season of Altered Carbon. And I think he's going to be in the new Suicide Squad movie. Oh. Yeah. Um, that one is just because he, he's done spy work, I guess. Because uh, Altered Carbon was kind of like that. He was kind of like a spy. More like a private detective. But yeah, it's it's kind of similar vibes. And the last one is Cillian Murphy. Is that how you say his name? I don't know. Oh, Killi- Killian maybe? Killian? Yeah. That name sounds familiar. Yes! Oh my god, Scarecrow! Yeah. That is the other actor I was thinking of. This is crazy. Legitimately, it's it's this facial structure. The, like, very high cheek, tight, small nose, like, squinty eyes. Like, uh, I don't know. Yes. Him, I say, just because he's looked different in, like, some of his roles. Like, he actually... I wouldn't say it's not like he's ugly or anything, but he like he can blend in to the background. I feel like, you know, yeah. Like I, I feel like it would be easy for him to like sneak around and do stuff. But yeah, but there's also that like you know like, I guess how would you describe this? Like you know how someone you know who would look good in a suit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. that kind of look to him. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that's my choice for Twilight otherwise known as Lloyd, for your, the uh, producer said Miranda Cosgrove. Ooh. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about iCarly being the assassin wife? <laughs> um, I feel like she could probably pull it off. I wouldn't have even really put her on my radar because I kind of, you know, one of those things, like, I kind of forgot she existed. Yeah, Miranda, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> But at the same time, just looking at the pictures of her, I could kind of see it. I feel like she's mm-hmm. got sort of the, like, smaller face with the bigger eyes and, a, like, a mm-hmm. bigger smile. Mm. Well, I've only ever seen, like, four episodes of iCarly, so. The so next uh, nominee is Gimma-chan. Gimma-chan. Look her up. Go on the Google. Ah! She's in that age range. Gimma Chan, you said? Yes. Oh. Okay. What do you think? Yeah. Is she who I'm thinking she is? Okay. Okay. My ribs are done. (laughs) All right. um, Thoughts, opinions? Yes, absolutely. All right, the last one. The last one. Sorry, I forgot my soundboard. The last one is uh, Rinko Kikuchi, who was the main character from the first Pacific Rim. Go on the Google. Say the name again. Rinko mm-hmm. Kikuchi. Kikuchi, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, when you type in Rinko, Kauchi pops up, and I was like, that's not what he's saying, but why is it? Anyway. Oh. You can do action. She's yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Is she, oh, is she, um, oh, what's the, is she the one in The Boys? I don't know. I never watched it. What's the, The Boys? Oh, what's, oh. What's the character's name? 
Um, the quiet one. <laughs> Hold on, I'm on the Google. Uh, no, it appears not. There's one picture of um, Brinko when she has her like hair in her face. Hold on. Let's see. Sorry, I was looking up the boys. Oh. I was not looking at the right person the first time. I just re-googled her name, and this is a completely different... I don't yeah, know. There you, go. there you go. Because this... Well, who was the first person I looked up? Because the first person I looked up, all of the pictures were, like, action shots. And then I looked it up again, and the first, like, 20 are just her looking hot. I don't know. Um, Maybe yeah, I was... I think you went somewhere else. Because, Pacific. oh, you know what I, I did? Pacific. I typed in Rinko Kikuchi Pacific Rim. And yeah, so in yeah. that one, so it's not the first, like, couple of pictures of her, but there's one picture where she's, like, she's holding one hand out in front of her and, like, a stick behind her, and she's got, like, shorter hair with her bangs in front. Yeah. Um, There's a character in The Boys that has, like, a... She essentially has her hair in her eyes like that, and she's, like, a fighter i don't know you were saying like actiony and so that's the person i started thinking of but i don't know that actress's name but yeah i say her because she can do refined she can do action you know that's like two-thirds of it right there and yeah she's not like super young and she's not like super old either but yeah me and the producer had a conversation i was like she could have done um a ghost in the shell which was given to mm-hmm. To another Asian actress named Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, look up Karen Fukuhara. All right, Karen Fu. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I'm on the Google. Yeah, I see it. So, like, did you look her up in the boys? Yeah, yeah, I see it. That's like the sixth image. I see the similarities. That's kind of what I was. Yeah. I guess it's mainly just because her hair is in her face in a lot of the scenes. So (laughs) that was my first thought when you said action. Um, I mean, that works too. Yeah. Um, For Anya... I could not find any younger actors, and nor did I care to look too hard. For Anya, we're just going to have to adopt somebody. Yeah, I'm trying to think, because I'm trying to even think, like, younger actresses, like, way back. Like, what about, oh, what's her name? Hold on. Um, let me look her up. Now we're just gonna have to um, adopt some kid. Amanda Stenberg. Never heard of her. Um. Here, just so it's it's like Amanda, but it's A M A N D L A, so Amandla. And then Stenberg, S T E N B E R G. Yeah. I feel like she could pull it off, although I think she's older now. I can't remember yeah, what I saw I her in. See, I only see like older pictures. She looks like maybe our age or something. Yeah. 
but I feel like I know her. Her. Could make sense. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we just got to put her in a wig. And we're (laughs) set. All right, I see it. I see it. What about you? Did you come up with the casting for yours? Um... I mean, to be honest, the this was Skarsgård one of the names. The guys with the the high cheekbones and the small noses yeah, it, and like look like they're the sort of like the- angry, squinting, makes sense for this guy. Um, yes. For so, not in terms of like, again, I've never read this manga or really seen a lot of the pictures of the actual um, illustrations, but in a couple of the like pictures that look like the cover photos my first thought for whatever reason was Anne Hathaway um I don't know why I just there's one picture where when you just google spy family it's the second photo and it's from the third volume I mean your book I was asking oh my book okay yeah um um, I guess are you talking about the third cover yes where it's just the the wife yeah yeah I think maybe have you seen Dark Knight Rises, you know, she wears a lot of, a lot of leather mm-hmm. as that woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Mm. You just put her in a wig. She's she's wear, she's had long hair before. It's not that big of a stretch. But yeah, I was focusing on on not having like super, super big names. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't put uh, Scarlett Johansson for all three of them. <laughs> she's pretty big. Um, <laughs> why not? She said she can do any of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> get my money's worth. So, um, I can't remember if there are any actual, uh, like, uh, super character descriptions. So, for St- Stranger in a Strange Land, for Mike Valentine, the Valentine. So his name is Valentine Michael Smith, but I always want to call him Michael Valentine. I don't know why. Um, someone like either, it, to me, it goes one of two ways. It's either a sort of like generic looking person like um, is Matthew Fox, the guy that's in Lost, the main character in Lost. I think Matthew Fox. So either just like a really sort of plain character or someone, honestly, a little bit more resembling the, like, Skarsgård or whatever that guy's name was, but, like, David Bowie, where he, like, or, like, Benedict Cumberbatch, where they almost look like they have that sort of, like, like, their features look, like, if you he just... Looks like a Martian. What? Benedict Cumberbatch looks like a Martian. Right? Like, I can't decide if I want him to look more Martian-like or if I want him to look very generically, like... I think that would be good. Yeah, because then at the same time, um, I want to make this cast more diverse, um, but I don't want to cast anyone. Like, I guess, I guess Benedict Cumberbatch is pretty big. Anyway, uh, I don't have a good casting in my head. They're they're just sort of. So I think that the Martian guy has to be someone who is both like has to be very innocent like imagine have you ever seen rocky horror picture show yes okay so imagine 
Rocky when he like first comes out of the tub and he's like, for whatever reason, like, you know, he's super, like, I guess not for whatever reason, but he's like super chiseled and would be like, you know, hot or whatever. But then he's super innocent and doesn't know how to like talk to women because that's like part of the sort of trope with Mike at first is that he like has never spoken to a beautiful woman before. So when Jillian, one of the main characters comes in, he gets like catatonic. Um, but then I think Jillian would be someone like, oh, not, mm, I have a person in my head. I don't know how to, like a, a Jada Pickett Smith when she was younger. Mm -hmm. Matrix. Yes. Let me look her up in that. And see I had to look up what catatonic means. I didn't know that word. <laughs> that's the word of the day now. <laughs> but saying? yes, I think someone like Jada Pickett Smith, but maybe not like Matrix with the the hair that makes her look super futuristic. Because I think she would just be in like normal human clothes. But like definitely that sort of vibe where like like if you look at pictures of her, <gasps> you know what, Rihanna. Mm. I feel like someone that's a little bit softer. Um, but like, or, oh, yeah, no, I think that's, that's probably who I cast. And then um, there's an old guy named Jubal, who's kind of like, in my head, he's kind of like a portly old man. And he's got like, he's like rich, but he's like a recluse. Like, I'm trying to think if there's a good, like, recluse actor. Um, Mark you know, Hamlin. Oh, yes. Yes. Yep. Absolutely, yes. That would be perfect for Jubal. Um, and then there's another guy, Ben... I almost said Ben Carson, but I think it's Ben Caxton is the name of the character. Um, Pedro. <laughs> sure, yeah. We'll cast him as Ben. Um, but yeah, I guess I hadn't really thought about it. Uh, the thing about me in books is I feel like the people kind of change as I read the book. Like, I think I have a general understanding of who I think they are. Like, I don't know. I, I think I'd be really bad. Like, whenever someone's like, oh, well, like, who would you pick to be in your movie to, like, play you? And I'm like, I have no concept of self. Um, I don't know what I look like. Yeah, and I, I don't yeah. know who I'd want to play me. So, yeah. But, yeah, also, I don't keep up with actors and their names. Yes, that's my so other big problem. Yeah, we just like we just try to associate them by the role. Like, if I if I were to go up to somebody and be like, "Hey, Robert Downey Jr.," they'd be like, "You mean Iron Man?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what it boils down to nowadays. Yeah, you know. What? Yeah, I think those are so. Those are the main four, and then there's there's a couple other people. Like you know, there's a couple of the like essentially villains um, that I think would just be played by. Honestly, because of the way society is, it feels like they would just be generic old, older white men that always play the same roles in movies that are yes. like villain E. Um, yes. There's a list out there. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I think those are the four main ones that I really pictured. Um, but yeah. <laughs> the pause there i thought there was gonna be time but 
Oops. Now I just look rude. Oh well. It's okay. I'm a rude person. You should know this by now. You are uh, not rude. Yeah, we have that's that's the um book club. Yeah. Club. Would you recommend your book to other people? Yes. On a scale from one to ten. Um if you like science fiction, a ten. If you're just trying to read a good book, I'd say a seven. Yeah. Would you read this book again? Yes, and I actually think I want to. Um, I'd like to take more notes. Um, yeah, and like learn the Martian ways. They don't really teach you directly in the book, but that's more about like, you know, being in tune with your body. So Become a Buddhist. Maybe. That seems like a, a lot of work and spirituality that I just don't already have. So. I get it though. I I tried looking into it, and I was just like, mm, maybe not for me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm on the Google. Hold on. Uh, yeah. There we go. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Um, for me, I would recommend it if you're into like slice of life. Um, mm-hmm. Or into any of the genres that it dips into but okay. yeah it's, it's a good read it's like a light you know the action isn't too heavy you know people bleed but they won't like die in front of you you know mm-hmm. most people learn their lessons stuff like that you know anything uh a weekly chapter thing would do but yeah um in terms of like one to ten maybe about an eight i think it's fun these days a lot of people are like super critical about stuff and that's like a whole episode on itself where people would just rather criticize and you know not suspend disbelief to have enjoyment but you know that's someone else can talk about that uh i think it's fun i think it's enjoyable you should read it there's other series i would like for you to read you personally i'm talking to you you specifically the person who's listening to this you know who you are. Um, I'm speaking directly into your mind. But yeah, that's that's about it. Thoughts, opinions, questions? No, yeah, I mean, I think, I think having talked about it once, I think it's I'm going to come a little bit more prepared next time. Um, which, like, I know there was the questions, but in my head I was like, you know what, we're going to ask the questions and I'm going to be able to, like, rattle off an answer. And then I was really thinking about it. I was like, I... I should have really sat and written stuff down. (laughs) So I am reading a new book and actually I think it'll be nicer now because I'll start reading the book knowing that these questions are going to pop up. So I'll, I'll write more stuff down that I know will help answer questions and will hopefully help me remember the book better. So I haven't uh, read a book. I haven't decided what I'm going to read next, but I have, I have a couple books I haven't finished. So I might just restart one of those. Mm-hmm. we'll see yeah. but anyways thanks for being on the show again yeah you're here you know this is your show not this is your show now too yay all everyone right. go follow all our social medias <laughs> yeah we made a whole bunch of bunch of different social medias you can find us anywhere yeah shout out to our producer shout out to the producer for making it all happen um we should start paying her <laughs> but anyways that's the show 
Thanks for listening. See you later. Thank you. Bye.